It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Are we ready to open next month? I think so. You think so? Well, it's complicated. Fire protection, first aid supplies, uniforms, safety training, mat services. Oh, and restroom supplies. So uncomplicated. Call Centos. They'll handle all of it. Wow. One company can handle all that? That's not very complicated. So, you'll be ready? Oh, we'll be ready. Oh, I'm ready! Learn how Centos can help you get ready for the workday. Visit Centos.com. You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Bill Huber and Keith Rording from Lambeau Field playing the Green Bay Packers 38-10 whitewashing of the Seahawks. Keith, you saw this coming, right, Mr. Opposite? <laughs> you know, I, I told you I did, I did predict you the did. Packers to win. My score was 31-27. to It's out there. It's recorded. It's, it's documented, but... I didn't know if I really believed it. I mean, like I said, uh, part of it was maybe I was doing the Costanza take every instinct and, and pick the opposite. I mean, this is a game that they you certainly thought coming in, you know, you could understand if they'd lose. You could understand if it'd be low scoring. I, I think I, I maybe picked them to win simply on just a whim. I'm like, you know what, Earl Thomas is out. Great player, all pro caliber, rangy. Maybe they had a puncher's chance, but, oh, man, never, never, never saw this coming. It, it was crazy. I, didn't, I barely believed it as I was watching it unfold. Green Bay was minus five on turnovers for the year. They're now plus one. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think they'd get it all back in, over the span of three hours. It's, uh, it, it's unbelievable. And, and again, the, you know, as, as good as Aaron Rodgers and the offense was, I mean, the, the defense was, was setting them up, and it was – I mean, just just crazy stuff. I mean, the pass that went through Doug Baldwin's hands and bounced off his helmet in the air, and Demarius Randall grabs it. I mean, it it was that kind of day. I mean, it was finally a day where every single thing went the Packers' way. And it, I mean, again, right right from the get go on that sixty-six yarder to Devontae Adams. This is makes her feel better than anything, right? I mean, the defense has been god awful for all year. They haven't stopped anybody. I mean, in the dude against. I mean, this isn't Brock Osweiler. This no. isn't a rookie Carson Wentz. This is one of the best quarterbacks in football. And, yeah, he had some bad luck, you know, probably maybe three drops on those interceptions. But to do this against that quarterback with a great tight end, a great receiver, a darn good running back, I mean, there's, this is – I'm feeling a lot more optimistic than I probably have all year. I think, I think so, too. I think, I think we should be optimistic. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers said, you know, we, you know, he kind of called out the media, as he likes to do in, in his post game, and he said – you know, we didn't believe him when he told us they were going to run the table, and and I certainly didn't. And, nope. and I thought, you know what? Maybe they maybe they beat Houston. Maybe they beat you know who uh, Philly? Yeah. No, not Philly. Yeah, yeah, Philadelphia and Houston. Yeah. So they beat Philly. They beat Houston. I didn't think they were going to beat Seattle. I thought they 
probably could they could probably beat Chicago and Minnesota and make that make that last game at Detroit interesting. But I mean, this was a game where you kind of thought, well, okay, they they can drop this game and they can still be in the mix. It's the NFC North. Detroit is not a team anybody should rely on. But this was uh, this was something else. And like you said, Russell Wilson's a great quarterback and. And offensively, their ranking isn't stellar this year, not like other years. They've, they've struggled, and he was hurt early and, and not as mobile and not looking like the Russell Wilson that, that we've come to recognize over the, the past few years, not a dominant quarterback. Right. But, but when you look at the past couple of weeks and when you look at what they did to a, a Carolina defense that, you know, again, has struggled and, and had injuries, but I think we all think is pretty good and, you know, maybe playing better than what the Packers had played. And you saw what they did to them, and you thought, well, Man, if they shredded that defense, you know, you've got you know, Jimmy Graham who's going to be a handful, and you've got Baldwin and Curse, and Thomas Rawls was running hard, and, and Wilson was mobile and able to run that read option again. So it was, it was, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, which, which part was more incredible. Was it what the Packer defense did against the Seattle offense, or was it what Aaron Rodgers and the Packer offense without a running game? really, to speak of. I mean, Ty Montgomery is their new running game and a little bit of Kristen Michael. It, is that more impressive to do what they did against the, the vaunted Seattle defense who, you know, was only ranked eighth this year, but I, I think still one of the best defenses out there, even even without Earl Thomas. I'm going to go Green Bay's defense because Seattle scored 31 at New England a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That was a road game. That's against a really good team, and they scored 31 against those guys. Wilson lit them up. So I, I will go that route. Um, I will say Green Bay's offense had an easy game of it because of the defense. They started on their end of the field six times. Yep. That, that, that's, I mean, if you look at the final stats, Seattle outgained the Packers. Yep. They, won, they won third down. They won the rushing battle. It helps when really, I looked it up. The Packers had a 220 yards of better field position than the Seahawks. That's a, that's a pretty good head start. It's like me, me and you in a 100-yard dash. and I, you, you give me 50 <laughs> yards, and I'll probably beat you up with a 50-yard head start. It's kind of like that. I think so. Yeah, I mean that you know it really it it fed off each other. I think I think the fast start though helped. I yes, think, I think there's you know when you look at what happened at Tennessee, you know those, those games where you know they're giving up a, a huge return or they're giving up a 75 yard run. So for them to come out and set the tone, and again I think go deep down the sideline and and I couldn't get Rogers or or Adams or anyone else to bite talking about how. Maybe with Thomas out, their plan was to take some deep strikes and uh, a little more often and be a little more willing to do that. You know, they like to say, oh, you know what, you know, respect to Earl, we would do that, you know, against anybody. But it certainly helped. I mean, uh, Stephen Terrell is, is, you know, not of the, the same caliber of player. But, yeah, they consistently were, were getting deep. And, but, I mean, they were going across the middle too. I mean, everything, everything they did worked. It was clicking. The elephant in the room here, of course, is Aaron Rodgers injures his right calf on the third play of the game, the touchdown to Adams. So you got a bum right calf and a bum left hamstring. You saw him walking through the locker room after his press conference. He was slow. Oh, I mean, before the press conference, he's he's leaning over and he's, you know, peeling off all the layers and, you know, he cuts through that, that thick black athletic tape on his right calf and, then you know, the little hot packs were under there and they're falling off and he's... He's walking gingerly through there, and yeah, he comes out to the podium, and you know, there's a, you know, just three little steps to get up to that podium, and yeah, he's, 
you know, I mean, like anybody that's ever, uh, you know, had a leg injury, you know, you're kind of kind of doing that push up with your good leg and you're kind of tilting your body a little and, you know, you could see him grimacing just a little bit. And yeah, I mean, it, it, this was, you know, and again, third play right away, he rolls out to his right. And you could, when I went back and watched the replay, you could almost see it where he kind of that last step he took with his right leg before he kind of turned to throw, you know, that that's obviously where it happened. And I mean, he just, you know, like he does, he gutted it out and man, oh man, I'm just, I mean, you got to tip your hat to the guy. I mean, obviously, you know, he comes in worried about the hamstring. Then right away he's got the calf thing, and it just doesn't deter him at all. How concerned are you? I mean, obviously you're not a fortune teller. You're not a doctor. You have no idea how he's going to be on Sunday at Chicago. But how concerned are you? you got a cold-weather game against Chicago, cold-weather game against the Vikings here, and then at Detroit. I mean, that's, those are those cold-weather games I think are probably not good for, for muscle strains and stuff. No, I guess not. But I mean, uh, uh, clearly the the secret is just to put some hot packs on there and then a bunch of athletic tape around it. I don't know. I mean, he's he's going to be better next Sunday than he was this Sunday, right? You'd think so, but so, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to be worse after a, a week of rest and treatment. So seeing what he did today, I mean, he was still moving around. I mean, he didn't stand there like a statue. I mean, he scrambled around, he moved, he backed up, he went left, That's a good he went point. right. He stepped up. Um, you know, there, were, there was one play where, you know, maybe it was after the touchdown to Nelson, the first touchdown to Nelson, where he got up and he was kind of noticeably gimpy again. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I expect him to play. I expect him to, you know, perform well. I didn't know he was hurt, so that's a good point. He played like he wasn't hurt. The time I realized it was the third quarter one time Montgomery got hurt. And there were three trainers around Montgomery, and there are also three trainers around Rodgers, and he's over there stretching. I'm thinking, something's wrong with the quarterback. Yeah. So that's the first time I saw You're right. He played the entire half before I even had any idea there was something mm-hmm. wrong with him. So that's probably a good sign in that the Bears stink. Yeah. Or the Bears suck. I mean, that is a song I can say suck because there's a song. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't say suck you can, because you can that's, sing it. that's bad language. It, it, it is. <laughs> the Bears still suck, and that's good for Aaron Rodgers' calf. I think it's they really, 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 really suck. And that's, again, that's just me quoting the song. That's right. It's a G-rated podcast. It, it is. It is. And uh, there's also, you know, Bill, I see it every time I, uh, you know, a little, little insight here into Packer Report. There's there's three of us that cover the game, and there's there's two parking passes. So I, I tend to traditionally draw the short straw and park on the street and walk in. But right on the corner by Krolls, there's always a stand set up, and there is a... Uh, there's a, a T-shirt for sale that I'm sure is, is not authorized by the uh, NFL, but it, it's uh, directed at the Bears and mentioning one of the Packers' safeties. And I'm, I'm just going to let people connect those dots and find, huh. that, find that T-shirt. Find is there a hyphen t-shirt. involved? There might, be, there might be a hyphen involved. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I will tell you, I took a picture of the shirt and uh, – and sent it to a uh, a friend of mine who happens to be a Bears fan, and my my ten year old son Cole was uh, apparently snooping on my phone and told me he's like, Dad, I saw that I saw that shirt that you sent uh, sent to your friends. Well, that was not meant for you to see, but I, I encourage people to check it out. Uh, you have a daughter named Reese. How old is she? Uh, she's five. Is it appropriate for Reese? I mean, I get her for it's, for Christmas. It's really not. <laughs> it's absolutely, it's not appropriate for any of my kids. You know, it's funny going off on a tangent with the cell phone. I took some. My kids are in the Lionel trains, and don't tell my wife I bought too many. 
So I took a few pictures of what I bought too many of and I put them on eBay, but I took a picture of my phone. Well, I forgot to delete them off my phone. And the kids have my phone. Daddy, daddy, what are these, what are these Lionels for? Oh, <laughs> oh blankety blank. So that, um, still sucks. Yes. So, anyways, back to, back to ben, football like, for that. Hey, Bill and Keith Variety shows a separate podcast that no one listens to, thankfully. Right. I mean, they all saw the game. I mean, they don't need us to really break it down, do they? They they don't. We can we can just give we can just give other entertaining side commentary. But you know, so so back to Chicago. Chicago gave Detroit a pretty good run for their money. I mean, we were we were all watching that in the press box before the game. I think we thought maybe Chicago was going to pull it out. But no, I didn't think that. You might have. <laughs> I might have. You might have. I might have just. With Charles Barkley's nephew courting back in the Bears, I, did, I just didn't see it. Matt Barkley. Oh, my God. Yeah. Little known you fact. Know, I, might have just, I might have been in, like, pot roast euphoria, just in thinking, thinking the Bears were going to win during the pregame meal. Yeah, I don't know about the Lions. Stafford's hurt. That's probably not good. No. Um, they almost lost at home to the Bears. That's not good. But they keep winning. They've won eight out of nine, I think, five in a row. They do, but... It is that, unbelievable. It is If it's close in the fourth quarter, it's like, well, shoot, they've won. You know, and when you consistently come back in the fourth quarter, I think it gives you a lot of confidence. But I also I also feel like that's that's got a short shelf life. I mean, that's going to that's gonna run out. I'm, I'm very impressed with what they did when they went down to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's going to last. But again, again, you know, and I, I, I wrote this in my story, Bill, that... You know, Green Bay is still going to need some help. We can we can believe in Rodgers, and we can have faith that he's going to be healthy, and and have faith that they're going to keep doing what they're doing, and and that the defense will play well. But at some point, they're going to need some help. Yes. So, you know, as we have this podcast, Dallas and Detroit, or Dallas and uh, the Giants are playing right now, and that's a pretty tight game. I think the I think the Giants won. I don't know, but I think I, I thought it was whole Giants won. But even, so either way, they're I think because the Giants nine wins and the Cowboys. 10, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. So the Giants are one of those teams. You know, to win the NFC North, Green Bay's, you know, if we believe, you know, Green Bay's still going to need some help to win the North. They can win their next three games, but if Detroit doesn't lose, then Green Bay's not going to win the NFC North. Then you're looking at wild card scenarios. You know, right now they're trailing the Giants. They're trailing the Redskins. They're trailing the Buccaneers. And they're... uh, Trailing Minnesota on a tiebreaker until until they can hopefully beat them in a rematch. Yes, the Giants did win. I, I can confirm that through sources being my iPhone. Ten to seven Giants. So I mean, look, there's no way the Lions are going to beat both those teams. Zero chance. I give them zero chance. I I will take your zero chance. Yeah, I I, I can't see them winning both of those. No. So you just need them to win or lose one. Mm-hmm. That makes the one game, again, assuming Green Bay doesn't throw up on themselves against the Bears right. or Vikings. One game, and then Green Bay wins the final game, and they get the season sweep. There's your tiebreaker in your NFC North title, assuming you don't stub your toe. Big assumption. I mean, I realize they're playing dang well right now, but they're still 7-6. and six, And, I mean, in a league that seems like, and I think we talked about this before the game, there's like three or four good teams, and there's three or four bad teams, and everybody else is the same. Green Bay's hot, I though. You, I mean, if they are, you're right. in the NFC, do you... Do you no, they don't. Do you Nobody wants to play I them. I mean, they just pasted the Seahawks 38-10. to 10. You're right. No one wants to play them. And they, so I think the rest of the NFC is hoping Rogers is Rodgers is looking phenomenal. And, you know, we were sitting here last week asking if the Packers had a number one receiver. Well, Jordy Nelson just had touchdowns 11 and 12. 
So I'd say, d- despite his inability to go deep, he's he's still the clear-cut number one receiver on this team. But then you've also got Devontae Adams, who had his fourth 100-yard rushing game of the season, and he the 66-yard score was his longest reception of the season. And I mean, you you gotta like what you're seeing. And and again, Ty Montgomery too. You know he. You know, there he was again, uh, you know, stiff-arming a guy and putting a shoulder into somebody and, you know, turning and, and spinning as he's going through the hole. And he's, I don't know, they might need to change his number. He is starting to look like a legit running back. You know, I talked to TJ Lang about Montgomery after the game, and he likes, he said he's complimenting his running style. He, he, gets, he shows patience, and then when he sees the hole, he just zooms right through. I mean, he looks like a running back. I mean, there were times, I think, early – he looks like a receiver back there, but he's just got a knack for it. You, yep. you, it's, you know, you figure a running back needs years of training to be a running back, but Montgomery's kind of proven otherwise. He looks really natural, and you're right, stiff arm guys. You know, he gets hit in the hole for two. He still gets four, and that's what the good running backs do. The running backs turn two yards into four. They turn three into five. That's a good running back. Well, he, he he keeps his feet moving yes. under him, and he waits for that pile to kind of push him and get that second surge. And I'll tell you what, on that touchdown run, he was so low. And that's something that, you know, and, uh, and i I got to give uh, our fellow scribe Matt Tevish credit. Matt pointed out how low Montgomery was on that play, you know, lower than we've seen Lacey or Starks get when they're trying to go into the end zone. And being low kind of let him extend and, and kind of power forward with the rest of the pile pushing him. So. And then TJ Lang pushed him in. Yeah. How would you like to play with a broken foot? You know, Lang's foot's not healed. It's not going to be healed for a while. Here he is. He missed three games with a broken foot, and there he is back up. You know what? I've talked about this before. I've written it before. These guys have my admiration. I'm not talking about Packer guys, but these guys in general for what they do. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's unbelievable. Not, you know, I think you you know, you know you watch them out there, and you, you see what they do on the field, and, and you and I you know, have the insight to you know, see them you know, gimping around the locker room, to see them you know, kind of grimacing as they walk up to the podium. You know, everybody else, they see, you know, they see the interviews. And, you know, we, we I, I think, see what guys look like when, uh, when the lights on the TV camera goes off. And sometimes they'll be a little more real with, with the pro right, guys. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see them going around. And, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, these, are, these are tough, tough guys with pain thresholds that just aren't, aren't the norm for everybody else walking around doing a different job. You know, I still, I still remember going back to Super Bowl 45, seeing Jordy Nelson walk through the locker room with that knee that he had banged and it was swollen and it was bleeding and, you know, just thinking, man, oh man. And everybody saw the plays he made and you just, you just look like hell in the locker room after. And I mean, it, it is, it's a battle for those guys. No one, nobody blames T.J. Lang for not playing. No. No one thinks twice in that locker room about, oh, the guy's rich and old and, you know, fat and late, whatever the hell you want to say about him. No one thinks twice if he sits out another game, another two games, and there he is. He doesn't have to play. No. He's got more money than God. He's going to get paid this offseason, whether it's here or someplace else, because he's a hell of a good football player. And he plays because he wants to play, and he feels an obligation to play with a broken foot. And he's not the only person, and this isn't a Green Bay thing. This is a universal thing with football guys. It's just it's remarkable. I don't know how they do it. They're, that's why they're who they are, I suppose, and why the rest of us are doing podcasts. <laughs> yeah, doing podcasts. <laughs> yes, my, uh, 
I'm a little, my knees, my knees a little sore, Bill, but I, I think I can, I think I can make it through this. I was at, I was hit on, I was hit on the ski hill yesterday, Bill. I took my son skiing at Granite Peak in Wausau. It was our first time out this year. First run. My oldest son, Hayden, skiing down the hill in front. He likes to take the lead. I'm in between. My youngest son, Cole, is over my shoulder. I make a couple cuts. I start to turn. I'm going to look back and see how my son's doing. Boom! Skier fly. I'm on my snowboard. Skier flies by, hits me. Knocks, You're a gamer. Knocks, that was TJ Lang. Knocks, knocks me to the ground. Um, my my son may have heard me use uh, some colorful language in explaining uh, proper etiquette on the ski hill to the guy that hit me. But uh, yeah, my knee my knee swelled up. I didn't know if I was. I thought I was going to have to wear sweatpants to the press box. But again, it's a. Uh, it's not quite the same. Close enough, though. It's not painful. Close the other guy. Thanks, Bill. I don't know. He seemed he seemed fine. That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Christmas he spirit. Seemed, <laughs> he seemed fine. Hey, speaking of, uh, there there's no there's no good segue for this, but we have to, uh, you know, when we when we look at all the all the great plays that happened this afternoon, I don't know how, where does it where does the Christian Ringo that was awesome. Play? So Christian Ring, I don't know how many plays Christian Ringo has even been in. Not many. On defense, um, he wasn't aware he was supposed to be in on this one until Dean Lowry told him, "Hey, you're supposed to be in." He goes running in from the sideline, <laughs> never breaks stride. The ball gets snapped, and he just runs up to what's his name? Left, Lowry? left tackle Mark Lewinsky. Lewinsky, and lights him <laughs> up and knocks him off his feet. Which I think probably startled Wilson enough that he threw incomplete on that pass. Yeah, I don't think he expected Glowinski's butt to be in. <laughs> Just, I mean, he's, I mean, yeah, I mean, he ran into the guy. I think he either ran into him or pretty darn close where he couldn't step in the pass and then he ended up air melling yeah. That was great. I can't wait to talk to Dom Capers tomorrow. We talked about this. Christian, I'm going to ask Dom, can, can you game plan, or what is the name of the Christian Ringo Blitz? Yes. The, <laughs> we like to start him about 20 yards, <laughs> just run him, run him sideways. Have him curve in, you know. So I I, I see Christian uh, sitting at his locker, and I start walking over, and uh, clearly he's he's excited for anyone to come over and talk to him. Christian uh, Christian has not had a lot of interview opportunities. Just, I start walking over. He lights up. Sit down. Sit down. Here, grab a seat. <laughs> grab a seat. He wants me to wants me to sit down in the empty locker next to him and uh, and talk about this play. But he oh yeah he he was laughing. I ask him. Uh, but just like just like Dom drew it up, huh? And he's, you know. But then he comes back and he gets that uh, he gets the the final turnover of the day, the sixth turnover, when he strips um, Alex Brown at the end of the game. They're going to uh, need him. I mean, Pinnell's suspended, so they are. Good play. And, and after that strip, that sets up the the Jeff Janis end around, which again that that play was a blur. I mean, whatever you think of Janis as a route runner, I see that play and I think, how do you how do you not try to to come up with something to get him to make use of that speed and athleticism a little bit more. I mean, that's twice in two weeks in a row they've run an end around with him, no? So, yeah, I, yeah, that's, you know, and they, and now, and now with the, you know, now that there's film of that play, now you run the end around and don't give him the ball. Everybody's going to be flowing towards him. So, yeah, I don't know. There was a, a lot of lot of stuff going on. This was this was not a game I thought we were going to see. There were so many big plays. It was just it's crazy. You gotta you gotta believe. I believe, Bill. I believe. I believe. Believe in Santa. <laughs> well, of course. I believe Aaron Rodgers. I'm trying to think. 
I'm, I'm trying to think of the, uh, the Kevin Costner Bull Durham, what he believes in speech, but that's uh, it's also inappropriate for the podcast. Um, I thought the, the cool thing in the Janus play was watching Devontae Adams just level Richard Sherman. I realized that <laughs> yeah. Sherman slipped on the he play. He slipped, but then he got up, and then... And then uh, Adams just finished him off. Put him down put again. Him. And it's funny, when you talk about you're going to segue into Christian, I thought you're going to segue into Christian Michael. Oh, who, yeah. uh, wrong way Michael, which, which forced <laughs> the bum wheel Aaron Rodgers to... Uh, <laughs> that, dive head first. That, that, that was not good. That no, but it, it you know, in a in a otherwise uh, you know somewhat serious uh, sounding uh, in pain, Aaron Rodgers on the podium, that got a laugh <laughs> when he talked about the play where he took the snap and turned around and no, but nobody home, nobody's nobody. Yeah, that might have been Randall Cobb's fault. I it was, well, it happened twice. Yeah, the one where one Michael ran the wrong way. The one was a full house backfield, at least what Rogers thought was a full house backfield. Yes. With a full back to each side, and they turned to the running back behind him, who was, uh, maybe thought maybe it was Eddie Lacy or something was supposed to do that. <laughs> inactive again. The ghost of Eddie Lacy passed. Of course, we'd have seen, even Eddie's ghost, we'd have seen. He's so big. Hey, now. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So you're a believer, hey? I think I am. You, you think they go 10 I, and 6 and win the division? I do. I do, and I've probably jinxed them now by saying that. But, you know, it's still a – I think that when they were on that losing streak, they seemed – they were still able to put up points. So they seemed like a team that could intermittently beat anybody or lose to literally, you know, anybody north of Cleveland. Right. Um, I don't know. This team This team looks different. I, I, I believe a little bit more in – Ty Montgomery is a lead running back. He looks like a running back. He doesn't look like a receiver that we've thrown back there. I think he's done enough that they can run play action. I think Jordy Nelson can't he can't go deep, but he can do everything else. I think Devontae can get guys deep if they're sleeping on him. I think the defense can can get to quarterbacks. I mean, when we start seeing when we start seeing guys like, you know, J. Ron Elliott and all these other guys making plays and other guys stepping up, I mean they look good. That you know, finally some some interceptions by cornerbacks today. I mean, it had only been Clinton Dix, so I don't know. And they, you know, they did they did a pretty decent job on uh, on Rawls. Stretches. Yeah. He's a he's a tough back too. He's a he's good. I like. I never saw him, I've never seen him play. I don't watch. You know, other than the Packers, I don't watch anybody. I don't yeah, have time. He's, he's he's downhill, so he he looks good. And again, what they did what they did to this defense. I mean. I mean, man, oh man! You know they've still they've still got some players. My my sons, uh, their their second favorite team, I, I believe, is the Seahawks, which is it's a little tough because I still you know, I still have to remind my son that he covered himself with a blanket and cried after the you know loss in the NFC Championship game. I didn't do that until later at night when no one could see me. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, it's a it's a t- you have to respect that team and just the the caliber of players that they have. I mean, from you know, Russell Wilson and Baldwin and Jimmy Graham, and then their defense. I mean, Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright and Michael Bennett up front and Cliff Abril and, you know, the Legion of Boom in the secondary with Sherman and, and, and Cam Chancellor. Man, oh, man, there was a – it was a fourth and one play where they gave the ball to Montgomery. And Cam, oh, man. Cam Chancellor beat Lane Taylor and then still stopped Montgomery for no gain. I mean, he is – Huge. He's huge. And and the play where Nelson and, and Rogers talked about this play too. 
Rodgers is scrambling around, and Cam Chancellor is covering Nelson, and Jordy Nelson, and you can see if you go back and watch it, he points, and he's pointing in front of him. And as I'm watching this play, I'm like, what's he pointing at? It's, he's not raising his hand. It's not like a throw to me. He's pointing kind of straight in front of him. He's pointing to a spot for Rodgers to throw at. Wow, He's I didn't pointing see that. to a spot right in, right in, like in back of the pylon on the left side of the end zone. And Rodgers throws, and Nelson at the last second moves in front of Chancellor and makes that catch. Unbelievable. I didn't and see Rod- that. Yeah, and Rodgers talked about that in the postgame. And, I mean, when I, see, when I see chemistry like that with Rodgers and Nelson, again, that's, a, that's another reason to believe. I mean, I just – it's, it's all, these, all these little things coming together at the right time. And, you know, the, the injuries – they're playing through them. They're making it happen. So, I don't know. Why Why not believe in, in them to control their own destiny? Yeah, I agree with you. I can't, I, you know, I thought for sure they'd lose today. I thought they would lose rather convincingly. Mm-hmm. And, there right. was no, and there was no reason not to. This was a game where you had to, you had to see him prove it. And I think we would have been impressed. We would have been impressed with a 23 to 20 win. Or yes. A, or a, you know, 20 to 20 to 17 wins, something like that, where you were like, man, they gutted it out and they hung in there and, you know, maybe some fluke play or something or, and they win. Instead, they go out there and just, again, they just laid wood to a Seattle team that, you know, hasn't lost this bad since 2010. You get Clay Matthews back at some point. I mean, I realize he played night, but I mean, he played a little. Yeah. Jake Ryan Burley played. If you can just get those guys back, and you can just build them what you're doing, you know why the hell not? You know, and who, who's you know, well, the, if they win the division, they'll, they'll get a home game here in the playoffs. No one's gonna want to play these guys. Well, no. Well, I mean, so let's let's look at the N. I mean, in the NFC, you've got you know coming into today, who did you think were the the two teams that were head and shoulders better than everybody else? Well, Dallas, Dallas, and Dallas and Seattle. So. Dallas loses to a Giants team that Green Bay beat. And Seattle, you know, gets thumped by Green Bay. So why not? I mean, you you know, we know how it is. It's not it, the best team doesn't always get to or win the Super Bowl. It's the hottest team. It's the team that clicks at the right time. So if this team is feeling it and, and getting some chemistry together and now they start getting healthy – I mean, maybe, and I don't want to, you know, I, don't, I, I, want to, I want to hedge that statement. I'm, I'm not putting the Packers in the Super Bowl. No, I'm not either. But if they win the North and if they get in the playoffs, they're going to be a dangerous team. One last thing. I know you got to go back to Wausau tonight. We've got a little bit of snow here in Green, but you might not have seen it on the TV. But um, tip of the captain, Mike McCarthy. They didn't quit when they were four and six. He's a highly successful coach. As funny as that was, and, and as awful as that sounded in the press conference, it was so true. It sounded just awful. It's like it the most tone deaf thing you've ever heard in your life at the time. But you know what? They didn't quit on him. No, they believed in him. He he believed in his guys. He said it time after time after time that he thought they'd they'd get it. They'll they'll figure it out. They'll freaking and they haven't. He muddled through a play. He had the he muddled through a game plan with a with a note with a quarterback with two bad legs. He's got no running game. Um, he loses his tight end. Yep. Defense has no Clay Matthews, no Nick Perry. Yeah, no Sam Shields, no Jake Ryan, and 
the de- everything, every, even the special teams is horrible a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And in every phase of the game, they're getting better. And much as I diminish play calling and stuff like that as far as the coach goes, they listen to him, they respond to him, and he's got this team exactly where they said that, exactly, blah, 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 exactly where he said they'd be. And that's back in the mix. And, and we, didn't, we didn't believe him. I did not. I didn't, I, in, in fact, I think, and, and I don't know if we said it in a, in a previous podcast, but I even kind of, kind of got on him and said, I want him to stop telling us how much faith he has in these guys. And this is when they were in the midst of that losing streak. I don't want to hear how good he feels about the fact that they lost again or how much confidence he has or how he knows they're you know, so close because we didn't see it. You wanted him to, I mean, not, you know, not call guys out per se, but at least, at least give us a, a sense that privately he was, he was railing on these guys and, and we got nothing but, you know, just, just the utmost faith and confidence. And, you know, once again, he, he knows more. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a slow day at the office for the creator of the, you know, fire Mike McCarthy Facebook page <laughs> and, and Twitter account. I mean, how, how silly do those people look now? And it just, and, and, you know, let's, let's include ourselves in the mix. Yeah. Uh, although I think we were, you know, we were not at that point. Cause I don't know that, I don't know if either of us thought that, you know, even if they missed the playoffs, that McCarthy was going to be on his way out. I, I never really bought McCarthy as the guy in the hot seat. I didn't either, but the guy's pretty good. He really is. I mean, his, he believes in his team when no one else thinks he should, and they somehow reward his faith. He sticks with guys longer than anybody thinks he should. Devontae Adams. Yeah. Case in point. Prime example. I mean, you know, in, in Mason Crosby a yep. couple of years ago. And then Devontae Adams. And, and look at look at what these guys do. You know, everybody was again, we were we spent weeks trying to figure out what was wrong with Aaron Rodgers. Even when he put up good stats, we're like, no, 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 he's he's you know, and we'd always be like well, it's not that he's not good. It's just he's not playing to the MVP. You know, it was always like a cover to say, well, he's just not playing to the, the bar he set for himself. But, I mean, man, he is now. What's he not doing? Nothing. He's Nothing. Uh, it's four in a row with 100 passer, and he's on a roll. And what, what, How many games did he go? Did he go, was it 14? Yeah, 14 or 15 14 without or 15 one. 14 without one. And then we... I know you and I had the discussion of, is he ever going to have one again? Like, we legitimately said that out loud. Like, he may not. He may not have a 100 passer rating again. Well, I don't think we said that. I just said that they would never figure it out. Yeah. That they would might get a game here and a game there, but I thought they would never consistently figure it out yeah. on offense. I said her pounding on this very table saying they wouldn't figure it out on offense. God dang, am I stupid. Oh, we all are. Yeah. People listen anyways, though. Yeah. They can laugh at us. <laughs> they can. It's true. All right. Keith, you got to go home. I do. It's the, the snowflakes are falling. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. Have a great day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.